his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Delighted to be joined right now on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline by Thane Rosenbaum. He is the legal correspondent for CBS Radio News. He has been a guest on this program many, many times, and I am delighted to be able to uh, have him with us again, that he can make time for us in his schedule. Thane, how are you, my friend? I'm very fine, Rick. I'm always always enjoy appearing on your show, so I'm happy to be here. So let's just say, if you could give us a quick primer, help us to understand about the indictments that have not officially been unsealed, but everybody seems to think they know what's in them. I mean, has there been have there been many cases quite like this one where everybody seems to know so much about something that hasn't actually been unsealed yet? Rick, it's a good point. Remember, grand juries themselves are supposed to be top secret. The person who's under investigation that might be the subject of the indictment isn't even supposed to know that he or she is the subject. Uh, witnesses, the whole idea is to protect witnesses. It's to protect even the accused for whom they may not indict. So there's no reason to prejudice him or her. So the fact that we know so much about this grand jury is just it's absurd. It makes a mockery of the secrecy of the grand jury uh, system. But yes, I don't think we're going to be very surprised tomorrow when we learn that the indictment uh, emanates, arises out of the hush money payments to both Stormy Daniels and also perhaps also Karen McDougal. But it appears that that's what it's going to be limited to. And the reason there are 30 counts or more than 30 counts, I think the government's position is every month that you paid a retainer to your lawyer, Michael Cohen, is a separate crime. It's a, it's it's a, another count of the same thing, because otherwise I don't see how they get 30 out of what is otherwise a fairly low level misdemeanor. Is this enough to completely derail a presidential campaign? Is this enough to um, really throw a huge I don't want to say monkey wrench, but a, a, a real speed bump in Trump's effort to run for president again? You know, I think it, it might help him. Um, and I think it's his campaign staff and his supporters, you know, this will surely galvanize his base. Um, they will see this in the way that he's describing it, selective prosecution. Uh, you know, the idea that if I just left the White House, kept my mouth shut, uh, retired to Florida, uh, took on the role of elder statesman, this never would have happened. So it only happened because I, I declared that I was running for president. Of all the cases that are being investigated and that might actually come to some indictment stage out of Atlanta with the election interference, out of D.C. for both January 6th overturning the election and the Mar-a-Lago documents, this case, Rick, is the lowest level, the weakest case, and the one that is subject to more procedural challenges and the most difficult to prove. So, you know, it's, it's really the porn star case. So, you know, in terms of risk, he, Donald Trump's lawyers have much less risk proceeding on this case than any of the others. If I was them, I'd say thank you. Thanks for coming first out of the gate. We were afraid it was going to be the obstruction of justice case, 
out of Mar-a-Lago documents. That one we might be a little vulnerable on. But thanks for reviving the Playboy, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the hush money case. How much of this could have been, I don't want to say leaked by Trump's people, but in essence, that's, that is sort of what I'm thinking. I mean, how much of this has been spurred by the person who is under investigation for an indictment? And how unusual is that, Thane? Well, no one usually has that kind of a platform. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they wouldn't even really have it. So how do they have it? Well, remember, it's it's in the interest of the government always to keep grand juries proceedings top secret. So if anyone is to blame for why Donald Trump knows about it, it has to be the district attorney's office, unless there's somebody who, you know, tipped off someone in the Trump people who happens to be in the building. But generally speaking, the DA's office would keep this secret. So I don't know who's responsible for leaking it, but no one should be surprised that Donald Trump would try to take political advantage of this. Is this the legally correct thing for him to do? Probably not. But is it the politically most uh, ambitious, expedient, helpful thing for him to do? Probably is, because he knows how this will play in red state America. This is a blue city with very high crime rates, with an African-American district attorney that ran on the on the on the platform that I'm going to get Trump and that it's it you know, the, the, you can see how uh, how that could be perceived by Trump supporters. So I suspect that Donald Trump felt he had every advantage, every benefit would come from disclosing this information. People are saying that Trump flies into Jersey tonight, goes to one of his properties, stays overnight, turns himself in in Manhattan tomorrow. Indictment comes down. He gets on a plane and flies home. Is that an oversimplification of what is going to happen tomorrow? You know, Rick, arraignments are pretty anticlimactic. You know, you show up, you get fingerprinted, booked. Uh, you know, if it's a if you're a violent criminal, you usually handcuffed behind your back. If you're not a violent uh, offender, you usually get handcuffed in front of your body. In this case, I think the Secret Service has worked out a deal where the president will not be handcuffed at all. Uh, There might not even be a mugshot, but there's supposed to be a mugshot and fingerprinting. Uh, I think they're going to clear out the courthouse. So it's not like he's going to be arraigned in front of 100 other people that are going to be arraigned in that same time period. I think they're going to clear it out for security reasons. The uh, uh, Secret Service will be with him the entire time. You know, again, nothing like this has ever happened. So they're never going to let him go with the police. These guys, the Secret Service, wherever his body goes, I go. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, you, the, un, the indictment is unsealed. The charges are read. Uh, the, uh, in this case, Donald Trump will be asked to enter a plea. He'll say not guilty uh, because it's a, not a felony. Uh, it's not a violent felony. There's not even going to be a question of bail. He'll be released on his own recognizance. He'll get on a plane and have a press conference in Mar-a-Lago tomorrow night. Thane, as somebody who has spent much of his career studying and analyzing and breaking down the law, I mean, what's your thinking on I mean, is is this to you insulting in terms of taking advantage of the law? Is this insulting or frustrating in that somebody else is using it to their advantage or and maybe both sides are right? I mean, as a, as a person who studies these issues, where do you come down on this? Look, the government usually holds all the cards. Right. So if you're saying in a battle between a former president and the government, the government, although the burden of proof is on them, 
you know, they're the ones that get to decide who to indict and who not to indict. They made this decision. Whether this is a whether this is an example of selective prosecution, I don't know. But I do think that the question whether had had Donald Trump not remained in the public eye, would they have brought this case is a legitimate question, because that's what selective prosecution means. Uh, you know, you could make the same argument about the documents case, right? Two presidents, one former, one existing president, both are discovered to have top secret documents in their possession. One case seems to be going forward. The other one isn't so far. So these are, you know, these are questions worth raising, uh, surely. But look, we, well, let's put it this way, Rick. We are not the first democracy that has a former uh, leader, president, prime minister, who is charged with a crime. It's mm. the first time it's happened to us, right. but it, it, it right. happens. So it's unprecedented, but it happens to other democracies. It's not, it is, it's not a great look, right? Right. But I'll tell you what also isn't a great look if the, if the, the appearance is that it is imp, that there's that it's not impartial justice, that that, you know, justice is not blind, that in this case, justice has X-ray vision. Right. When it comes to Donald Trump, that's not a good look. Right. It's not a good look if it appears as if there there's all of these cases from everywhere, federal court in Washington, D.C., state court in uh in manhattan state court in atlanta all going after the same guy either he is just the most guilty man on earth and deserves all of these investigations or something else is going on yeah well thane i know you've got a million things going on yourself but thank you very much for uh making this clear as mud because i think at least we've got a, a better understanding of what still is a murky situation let's just put it that way it uh it is always good to hear your voice and thank you so much for for jumping on and, and breaking it down for us anytime my friend be yep. well rick thank you great stuff thane rosenbaum joining us cbs legal analyst cbs radio news and one of the best and brightest in the world so glad to have him here his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt Hi-ya! and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician but with the three percent annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account your goal of supporting his dreams thanks for everything mom and dad will always be worth it Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 